0: Welcome to this episode of Patriot Strong. Today we are going to talk about the Brunson case. If you don't know about it, don't worry. I'm going to do a little overview. There has been an update, which is why I want to cover it. Um, You know, this is really important. My husband doesn't think it's going to go anywhere, but I have faith that it will. I'm going to share the screen and uh, introduce the document. We'll read a little bit through it if you are not familiar with it. Um, Hold on one sec. Okay, so hopefully you guys can see this. Um, This is just from casetext.com. This is the Brunson versus Adams case. It is going to the. it has been introduced to the Supreme Court. I'm going to, again, just go over this really fast and then give you kind of an update. I did watch an update from one of the brothers who is very involved, who is part of the reason this case is even existing right now. He did an update about two weeks ago and I was watching that earlier, I took some notes and I wanna share that with you as well. So the background. Mr. Brunson, appearing pro se, challenges the removal of his case to federal court. Mr. Brunson commenced this action on June 21st, 2021 in the second district court of the state of Utah against 129 members of the United States House of Representatives, 94 United States senators, President Biden, Vice President Harris, and former President uh, Mike Pence. In general terms, the Brunson complainant seek redress for the violation of his constitutional protected rights to participate in an honest and fair election. Mr. Brunson's claims are based on the United States Constitution and defendant's sworn oaths of office to support and defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic. Mr. Brunson alleges that the defendants violated the Constitution and their respective oaths by intentionally refusing to ensure an honest and fair election. This all dates back to January 6, whenever all of the senators and representatives came together to um, certify the electoral votes. Additionally, the more specifically Mr. Brunson asserts that members of Congress are obligated to. Reject electoral votes. Submissions from the states who are electoral systems are so badly flawed as to render their votes submissions unreliable, untrustworthy, and unworthy of acceptance. Mr. Brunson claims that despite this obligation during the January 6, 2021 proceedings to count electoral votes, defendants knowingly mocked their oaths and became enemies of the United States Constitution. They swore to protect by allowing fraudulent votes to be counted. And again, if you, obviously if you are listening to alternative media, then you know um, that entire process and why some states electoral votes are considered fraud. Um, So I don't really need to go into that here. According to Mr. Brunson, the 2020 presidential election was rigged in every single state and despite evidence of voter and election fraud, defendants intentionally refused to investigate the evidence and conspired to cover up the evidence. Mr. Brunson argues that two defendants conducted an attack against the U.S. Constitution that resulted in the fraudulent inauguration of President Biden and Vice President Harris, which if you watched the swearing in that day—it's kind of weird because—and again, I'm sure most of you know this—he actually wasn't sworn in at noon. Biden took oath. Quotation marks. I think it was like eleven forty-six a.m., which goes against the constitution. Goes against the constitution. Uh, President cannot take oath until noon that day, and there can't be two sitting presidents. So you tell me. But again, that's just in the Constitution. You guys should go read it. I took a class on it with Hillsdale. Go take the class. It's free. It's really fun. <clears throat> okay, back to um, this. Mr. Brunson's requested relief includes, among other things, the immediate removal of defendants from office. In order that former President Trump immediately be allowed to be inaugurated president, the money damages and the amount of... On August 5th, 2021, the United States Attorney for the District of Utah as counsel for the defendants filed a notice of removal in this court. The notice relies on, uh, um, you guys can go read this U.S. Code, which authorizes the removal of a a civil action commenced in the state court against any officer of the United States for or relating to any act under the color of such office. So pretty much, the removal of all sitting officials who committed treason because they didn't um, effectively protect the constitution. I can't even talk. Uh, protect the constitution against foreign and domestic enemies. Whenever they refuse to look into the, uh, um, look into the. Uh, claims that, you know, were presented before they certified the electoral votes. So anyway, going down, I'm not going to read all of this. It's long. Okay, sorry. I had to find the actual documents that um, he had filed, so I can read them to you instead of, like, just the background. I thought that was it, but it wasn't. So I had shared it a while ago, um, and I'll bring up each of these. Hopefully, they'll be large enough then. We can see them and read them okay so here you can see um the uh the court file i guess was received october 24th of 2022 um again i forget where i got this but you guys can go look it up too it says a serious conflict exists between decisions rendering from this court and lower appeals court, along with the constitutional provisions and statutes, and deciding whether or not to trial court has a jurisdiction to try the merits of this case. <clears throat> The case uncovers a serious national security breach that is unique in the first of its impression, and due to the serious nature of this case, it involves the possible removal of a sitting president and vice president of the United States, along with members of the United States Congress, while deeming them unfit from ever holding office under federal, state, county, (coughs) country, or local governments found within the United States of America. And at the same time, the trial court also has the authority to be validated by this court to authorize the swearing-in of the legal and rightful heirs for president and vice president of the United States. In addition, there are two doctorates that conflict with each other found in this case affecting every court in the country. These doctrines are known as the doctrine of equitable maximum and the doctrine of object principle of justice equitable max maxim created by this court which the lower courts used to dismiss this case sets in direct violation of the object principle of the justice also partially created by the courts i don't think i can make this bigger the parties to the proceeding, the petitioner Ronald Brunson is the individual representing himself as a plaintiff in this trial. The following 380 respondents are a party to the action as defendants in the trial. Um, And these are all the people, the congressmen and senators, uh, house representatives and senators of Congress that voted not to uh, interfere with the certification of the electoral votes that voted, um, you know, we're here to count the votes and that's it. We're not here to do anything else. So then it lists all of the, um, again, representatives and senators that denied to look further into the fraudulent electoral votes. I'm not gonna read all of them. There's 388 of them and that's quite a lot. Uh, I think I'm here. 2021, the 117th Congress held a proceeding in debate in Washington, D.C. This proceeding was for the purpose of counting votes under the 2020 presidential election for the President and Vice President of the United States under amendment sorry, 12. <clears throat> in this proceeding, over 100 members of the United States Congress claimed fraudulent evidence that they had said the election was rigged. The refusal of the respondents to investigate this congressional claim is an act of treason and fraud by the respondents. A successfully rigged election has the same end result as an act of war to place into power whom the victor wants, which in this case is Biden, who if not stopped immediately will continue to destroy the fundamental freedoms of Brunson and all United States citizens and the courts of law. Due to the fact that this case represents a national security breach on an unprecedented, Unprecedented level, like never before seen, serious damaging and violating Brunson in coincidental effects, every citizen of the United States of America in the courts of law. Therefore, Brunson moves this case to grant the petition or in the alternative without continuing further order in the trial case against. The complainants in its fullest. Brunson's complaint is uh, the mechanism that can immediately remove the respondents from office without leaving this country, vulnerable without a president and vice president. Despite the grave importance of this case, the trial court granted respondents motion to dismiss by stating it's ordered and a judge adjudicated, I don't know, um, the plaintiffs. The order Hold on. I'm trying to make this bigger so I can read. Okay. Go back. I wish I had this like just pulled up. If you guys are just listening and not watching the video, um, I'll try and link the website that you can find and read this for yourself. Um, let's see. So each of these pages are in comments on like this Facebook post that I had made back in December. So I'm trying to read through them. Uh, To sue the respondents under the serious nature of claim, no legislation can measure Brunson's right to sue the respondents. Furthermore, Brunson's allegations against the respondents adhering to a domestic enemy and committing acts of fraud are not protected by any kind of legislation and jurisdictional immunity. Uh respondents do not, nor can they, overcome Brunson's arguments as stated here within. And this is a page that really is important. Um, it's six of what I was just reading to impair or make void to destroy the annul either completely or partially the force of effect is an act of intrusement. Um due to the uniqueness of this case, the trial does not have proper authority to remove the respondents from their offices under 18 U.S. code, which states whoever, whoever owning allegiances to the United States levies war against them or adheres to their enemies, giving them aid and comfort within the United States <clears throat> or elsewhere is guilty of treason and shall suffer death or shall be imprisoned not less than five years and find under this title, but not less than $10,000, and shall be incapable of holding any office under the United States. A court adjudicating that the respondents who have taken oath to office to be incapable of holding their offices or who should have adhered to a domestic enemy means nothing without such removal of office. And that brings me back to uh, Hold on, let me stop sharing screen. If you guys stuck with me this far and was reading along with me, um, again, I'm gonna try and find where I got these again and put it in the description so you can read through them. Let me stop screen. And again, this is uh, just coming back to the question that he had mentioned in that update that I was telling you about, that what good is an oath of office if there are no consequences for breaking the oath, which is a brilliant question. So on January 6th, the Supreme Court denied to hear the case due to issues in the filing. That was this past January. On January 9th, the brothers entered for a petition of rehearing. As of yesterday, this is the update, as of yesterday, January 27th, the petition for a rehearing is on the docket. So I believe that since it was announced yesterday that it was on the docket, then the results of that will be posted on Monday, if I remember right. Again, uh, I had watched an update from the Rolland trial. He had posted a couple weeks ago that's on YouTube. I will link that in the description as well. He wanted to make it clear Um, that this is something positive for all citizens of the United States and not just one party. It absolutely uh, um, solidifies the facts that our votes matter and they count and that interference can't change, you know, what we the people want, basically. Um, to secure the knowing that your vote counts, and the oaths should be obeyed to protect the country from foreign and domestic threats. January 6th, electors certified their votes. Those who voted against the investigation of the fake electoral votes is the ones that are being targeted in this case. <laughs> um, Trump had issued an executive order to investigate the certification. It was ignored. The representatives. The representatives and senators then decided yes or no to investigate the allegations of foreign interference. And then that was whenever the entire January 6th thing happened. Um, And we all know that if you were watching, we've seen the uh, uh, police let people in. Uh, Antifa was there, you know, National Guard wasn't allowed in all of these cell interference towers were put up. Just It was a whole shit show. And they've been claiming, you know, it was a, a MAGA, um, I don't even know what they're called, like a MAGA riot. But, you know, MAGA people don't do that. Trump supporters don't do that. We don't show up to uh, events dressed in, you know, gas masks and armor like the people there were doing. So uh, that's... It for this episode. I know it was glitchy. I've been trying to record this for many, many hours. I had to um, uninstall Zoom and reinstall it. I was in a lot of technical difficulties, and my internet is glitchy, and you know all the things that could go wrong did. So hopefully, I can get this out. Um, so yeah, know that there is a Supreme Court case against all of the representatives and senators that elected to not look into the uh, uh, the fraud that they had proof of for an interference, domestic interference. Um, it was a breach of national security against the country and its citizens. And uh, as of yesterday, it was put on the docket for a reconsideration or rehearing. Again, I believe we will know the results of that on Monday. But, We'll find out. So that is all. You guys, thank you so much for tuning into this episode. Um, share, subscribe, and yeah, have a great day. God bless you. God bless this country and together a patriots strong. Bye, guys. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and I'm here to tell you about my new product from My Pillow: towels that actually work. Watch this absorbency test. Here's another towel that we randomly went out and bought. Here's one of my towels with a nice design. I don't know if you can see this, but you could line a swimming pool with this. This is crazy. Get rid of it. How's that actually work? The new My Pillow towels are exclusively made with 100% USA combed cotton with proprietary technology and with maximum absorbency. They dry you faster and are guaranteed to work. I'm interrupting this commercial to bring you my BOGO extravaganza. For example, you get one of my Giza dream bed sheets and you get a second set, absolutely free. Or my six piece towel sets. Buy one set, get another one, absolutely free. Or get my classic premium MyPillow and get another one, absolutely free. So, call the number on your screen or go to mypillow.com and use your promo code to get my buy one, get one free offers and get deep discounts on all my pillow products.